Good morning again, church. If you're glad to be in this place today, say amen. It's good to be back with you. And uh, <clears throat> Jonathan and Ron were kidding me <clears throat> early this morning before church. And uh, evidently, Jonathan thought I was going to be preaching until about 12.30. And I told him, if I preach till 12.30, they better check me because something's wrong. <laughs> this is an important day in the life of this church. So what I want to talk to you about this morning and ask you a question. See, I've been preaching questions just about every week. And uh, I'll stay with the theme. Let's ask a question. How is your hearing? How's your hearing? Are you hearing God like you should? So let's talk about that this morning. Take your Bibles. Turn to James chapter 1, if you will, please. James chapter 1. And the book of James is a wonderful book. He talks about how we face our trials and temptations. And James wants to encourage us to live consistently with uh, what we've learned in Christ, what the Bible teaches us and how we learn it and how that we're to be mature in our faith in Christ and what we believe. Chapter 1, let's look at verse 19, please. And I'm reading this morning from the Christian Standard version of the Bible. I love it. I study out of it quite often. And this is where I want to read this morning. Verse 19, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Now notice what James is saying. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent Humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Notice that again. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Father, I stand before you today and I need your help. May the Holy Spirit speak through me the message that needs to be heard in this place for this day and this time. And may we listen with open ears and hearts to what God wants us to know and then do what he asks us to do. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. How many of you have a hearing aid? Do you care to hold your hand up? Don't embarrass anybody. My wife's sister, Dorothy, works for Audubel. And uh, they give hearing tests over there and do lots of them. And while I'm talking about Dorothy, let me ask you to pray for her, if you will, please. My wife and I, Dorothy's been sick for a couple of weeks now. And Ozell and I have been taking her to Sweetwater Hospital. She sees a doctor there. She was due back at Sweetwater Hospital Friday for a CAT scan. And when we got to her house, the garage door was up, but she never responded. So Zella got out of the car to go check on her and found her laying on the ramp coming from the house out into the garage. So we finally got her in the car and got her to Sweetwater. Make a long story short, we noticed that she just wasn't acting right, wasn't herself. And while we were there, she began to have trouble breathing. And how many believe that God always sends somebody by at a time when you need them? There was an orderly came by. And the reason he came by, he was, he was wanting that wheelchair that Dorothy was in. But he saw her in the condition she was in and he said, Ma'am, you're having a hard time breathing. She never responded then to anything. And he looked at me and my wife and he said, I believe she needs to be in the ER. He just took off with her. My wife, of course, followed. And here's the essence of the story. They got her in there, began to work on her. Her appendix had ruptured, went through the colon into the walls of the stomach. The doctor said we immediately need to get her to Knoxville, to UT. She needs surgery today. They got her up there. They did surgery on Friday night. They did surgery again yesterday. They're going to do surgery again today. She's very critical. So you pray that God will put his hand on her, will you? We need your prayers. Desperately. But over at Audubel, Dorothy and the group over there, they give hearing tests. Sometimes God has to give us a hearing test. Amen? He has to give us a hearing test. He has to check us to see, are we really hearing what he has to say to us? So the question is this. Am I hearing the word of God? Am I hearing God's word? See, folks, God still speaks today. Every time you pick up the word of God and begin to read the scripture, God is speaking to you and to me. Whatever we're reading, God is speaking. And God speaks. He speaks through the Bible. He speaks through a teacher that's teaching a great lesson from the Word of God. He speaks through a preacher that God has called to preach and, and he's 
studied God's word and he's preaching God's message and God is speaking through that preacher as we listen. And of course, he's speaking through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and quickens us and calls us to what we need to do. Then there's got to be preparation if we're going to hear. We must prepare. We've got to prepare to come into God's presence. How much preparation did you do this day when you came in here? I, I tried to prepare. I really did. I, I've prayed much about this message for today that we hear God. And I've, I've tried to prepare my heart. God, speak to my heart. I want to I wanna hear just like everybody else. I want to hear what you're saying to us today. So we come into God's presence. We must prepare ourselves to hear the word of God. Then James said we've got to listen quickly. Sometimes people have selective hearing, don't they? They hear what they want to hear. I'll not give you the folks' names, but uh, we had some neighbors years ago, and they were the sweetest people that ever lived, and they were so kind and gracious to us. But the man couldn't hear it thunder unless he had his hearing aid in. And when he didn't want to hear his wife, guess what he did? He took it out. And I can just, I can close my eyes today and just hear her screaming. You could have heard her a block away calling his name. Can't you hear me? And he'd be sitting over there on the porch just looking, I mean, just looking out just like, the, you know, and she'd be almost on him just screaming. Selective hearing. And sometimes we select what we want to hear. If it's pleasant, if it's good, and it doesn't, it doesn't bother us. You know, sometimes we want to read the Word of God, and as long as it doesn't bother us, we're okay. But what if it, but what if it quickens our heart, and what if it speaks to our heart and, and shows us that there's something we need to do? So we need to listen quickly. And then we need to listen quietly. <laughs> See, you, you can't talk and learn at the same time, folks. You can't do it. It won't work. <laughs> we need to listen and be calm. We need to listen twice as long as we talk. Charles Stanley, if you ever... If you've ever listened to him preach, and I heard him this morning, and I tried to count how many times he said, listen, listen. What was he wanting the people that were hearing him, what was he wanting them to do? He was wanting them to grasp the truth of what he was trying to say. And he would say, listen. And God is saying to us, listen to me. I'm speaking to you. I want you to hear me. Please listen. And not only do we need to listen quietly, we need to listen clearly. Sometimes God has to clean out our spiritual ears, doesn't he? <laughs> Amen. He has, to, he, has to get a, he has to clean them out because we've got them cluttered up with the things of the world and, and, and we're listening to all the sounds that the world has to give us and, and we can't hear God because we're listening to something else. 
So we need to listen clearly. And then the Holy Spirit plants the words into our heart, the word of God into our heart. And then our hearts, if it's good ground, is going to produce fruit. You know, Jesus gave a, gave a parable and he was talking about the ground. The sower came, you know, there was, there was stony ground, there were thorns, there were good ground, and then the good ground is going to produce fruit. And when God's word gets into our hearts and we listen clearly to what God is saying, then we take that in, it's planted into our hearts, and then we're going to produce fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to have a teachable spirit. Sometimes I feel sorry for our teachers nowadays in our schools. I really do. But we've got to have a church listen we've got to if God wants to speak to us and we listen we've got to have a teachable spirit we've got to want God to speak to us and teach us and our our soul have got to be ready to be taught and receive the word of God and then James said we need to be doers of the word not just not just hearers only See, it's one thing to hear the Word of God, but then it's another thing to put the Word of God in our hearts and live by the Word of God. And if God says something's wrong, then folks, it's wrong. If, if God calls something a sin, it's a sin. It doesn't, God's Word doesn't change. It's not, God's Word's not changing for us today because we live in a different world or a different society. God's Word is just as true today as it was then when James wrote it. So we've got, to be, we've got to be doers of the word. We've got to practice what God says and what God does say to our hearts. Why does a football team practice every day? They practice so they can get better. They practice so that when they play on Friday night or whenever they play, they're going to know the plays, they're going to know what they're doing and how they're going to do it and and, and when we read the Word of God and we study the Word of God and we put the Word of God into our hearts, then we're going to practice what God is saying to us. We'll practice that. Don't just be hearers only, but doers of the Word of God. Do what God says. So hearing and doing is going to change us, folks. Please get this if you don't hear anything else of what I said this morning. Hearing God's word and then doing what God says will change us. It'll change us. It'll make us new creatures. It'll make us different. So let me ask you a question. Are you growing in the Lord? I think one of the, I think one of the saddest things that I've ever seen as a pastor through the years that I've been preaching is the fact that folks have been saved for a long time. There are some folks who just, they get saved and that's it for them. They don't want to grow. They don't want to, they don't want to grow in the Lord. They don't want to do anything for the Lord. They just want to be sure that they don't go to hell. They want to get saved so they don't go to hell. And folks, there's more to the Christian life than just getting saved and sitting down. God's got something great for us to do for Him if we'll do it. Amen? Yeah. 
So are you growing? Are you growing in the Lord? Don't just get saved and say it. Get saved and do something. Now these verses that I read to you this morning begin with listening and they ended up with living, with doing something for God. So listening, yes, important. <clears throat> but it goes right along with, am I doing something for the Lord? Am I doing what he asked me to do? Now listen to me closely, all right? I'm going to say that word, listen. Listen to me closely. Here in our church this morning, we've got, uh, we've got an important task in just a few minutes. You'll say, well, Brother Jim, uh, we've, we've voted on pastors and we've called pastors uh, through the years and that's no, yes, it is a big deal, folks. Listen to me, okay? Listen closely. We've never faced what we're facing now in all this pandemic and everything going on. I sat the other Sunday afternoon, I, I was in an ordination service last Sunday. I helped in an ordination service. And I sat down with a pastor who has been at his church 30 plus years. And he said, Brother Jim, I've never had to make decisions like we're making now for our church. I've never had to face it. I've never had to go through this. And he said, it's tough. Yes, it's tough. But folks, listen. These right now, I believe with all of my heart, these are the greatest days or could be the greatest days that the church has ever seen for two reasons. Number one, I believe the Lord's getting ready to call his church home. I believe it. Amen? And second, if he's getting ready to do that, which I believe he is, then we need to be doing something for him. We need to be about his business and we need to be doing it now with urgency for the glory of God. So these are important days. This is an important time in the life of this church this morning. Amen? All right, I'm through. Didn't go an hour, did I? All right, let's stand please for prayer. Brother Ron? He's going to come lead us in the hymn of invitation. Brother Johnson is going to be right over here. If you need to talk with him about a decision, he'll be here to help you. If you need to come and pray, you find you a place to pray. Some of you may need to pray about something this morning. Will you do it? Will you do that? Whatever God's impressing your heart to do, you do it this morning. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, this is your invitation time. It's never mine. It's never my invitation. Lord, it's yours. And if there's somebody here today that needs to make a decision, somebody here today that needs to come and pray and leave a burden or make a decision, I pray they'll come right now, that it'll be for your glory and for your honor and nothing else. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Brother Ron, lead us, please.